0: So, hey guys, this is Katie. Welcome again to the Writability Podcast. Um, Today we are here with Monica Urban, who is another English teacher at COS. Monica, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me, Katie.
1: This is my second year at COS, and before I was teaching English and literature at University of Houston, and before that I was University of Miami. But I'm really glad to be here, and I love the idea of podcasts. We definitely need a lot more materials like this out there.
0: Yay, thank you. <laughs> I know you're, you're gonna have to be making your students listen to yourself. Oh, they will, they will. <laughs> I, I keep just being like it's better than videos, trust me. It is. <laughs> I am so tired of making videos. Uh, Sorry students. There'll be some, but like not too many. So today we're talking about revision Um, and revision strategies. I'm assuming most of you will probably, if you're assigned this, will probably be in the revision process of a paper, and that's at least when I'm going to give students this. I guess the first thing that I think that is really important to clarify when we're talking about revision is the difference between like revising or revision and and editing, because I think students sometimes confuse those two things. Monica, do you distinguish between those at all? Yeah, I think that's
1: a really good point. Same thing with the Writing Center. When students go there, they're expecting perhaps tutors to edit their paper. Mm. The only people that do editing are paid copy editors for professional writers, so editing is the one of the very last steps where you're looking for typos and comma splices and word disagreement revision is a much longer heftier process that will be probably seven or eight steps before you get to that final editing
0: version yeah to me it's always like the revision is like rebuilding a house or something like it's like making really big changes like moving stuff around where like editing is just like painting a house right absolutely like like, yeah outside analogy Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of students are like okay I I edited I read through it I fixed a few (laughs) words okay it's done where I think revision is something more than that Monica when you're writing do you think you spend more time like writing stuff down originally or like revising I'm a pretty messy writer and I
1: do have a secret in that I do not like reading my own writing and I don't like revising but I do it for example I have a journal article I've been working on for years literally because that's how it works you send it out to people and they give you peer reviews and you get it back and you make revisions and I think I've revised this one page article 40 times Times. But it's getting so much better each time I revise it. And I, I no longer despise looking at it because I can feel that it it's getting better. But yeah, the first draft probably took me 10 hours to write and who, I've lost count of how many hours the revisions have taken me, but it might be publishable soon. It might finally be a final product
0: yeah <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I can't wait to read it <laughs> <I can't wait. laughs> but, um, like, the
1: undergraduate college papers don't have to be like, like that they're kind of a micro level of that but for sure you've got your first draft that you just kind of blast out and type whatever comes to mind um, and then you spend hopefully students spend a lot more time in the revision process
0: right I know a lot of us teach do you teach the Anne Lamont shitty first drafts I, say, I do um, I do I love that I
1: think it, it's it makes so much sense, and that's exactly what first drafts look like.
0: Yeah, if you haven't read it, I would really encourage you guys reading it. I'll put it in the show notes. But um, "shitty first drafts" is this little essay all about how first drafts are shitty for everyone, even professional writers. And yes, that it's just important to get something on the page and then work with what you have. And I think that's really important because I think a lot of students think that, like, for professional writers, like we just like. Everybody just enjoys it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's not true, right? Like, no. Not, the
1: case.
0: not at all. And I think writing is thinking
1: is another really important way for professional writers to help us, non-professional writers, understand that the actual putting the words on the page and moving them around and thinking through paragraphs and structure is where the actual amazing ideas come from. Some people can kind of pre-write their papers in the shower, perhaps, but I don't... I don't trust that the brilliant ideas come together until you actually are putting it on the page.
0: I love that idea of writing as thinking. I always often talk to students as like writing as choices, like that all writing is making choices. Definitely. I think a lot of times, especially with revision and stuff, students think they can revise it or edit it until it's perfect. And like, that's not actually a thing, right? Unfortunately.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I
0: I wish there was a moment where you could just be like, this is perfect, I'm done. Um, I feel like there's some quote about like, how you don't like ever finish. You just abandoned writing. Exactly. I remember, yeah. Remember mm-hmm. who I did it and who says that, but like, that's pretty much what you do at some point. You're just like, I'm done. Oh yeah. A lot of the people i worked with at other schools, they
1: publish their own books and they say that, you know, they're going to f- eventually find a typo in that book, but they've moved on to a new project and something better. And hopefully they keep getting better as writers. Yeah, it's tough, especially tough when you're thinking of your audience as your professor. Like you were saying with choices, I feel the same. My students are you guys are the author of your own paper. I you know best how you want to make connections and have your voice come through with individuality. So maybe don't think of us as your audience, think of your peers as your audience, or think of you as running your own YouTube channel as the audience, and you need to, you know, make this argument really clear for your viewers because I know when I would think about my dissertation director as my audience, I would freeze up and not be able to write very well
0: yeah I like that I like that idea of it being a YouTube channel you could (laughs) only assign YouTube videos instead of essays right yeah because
1: then you have to think about how to explain something and make you know connecting points and use strong evidence and
0: yeah they're good at that So what's your process? I mean, you've talked about a little bit about what revision is, but what is your process for revising?
1: So like I was saying, I have a messier process that doesn't work for everybody where I end up having a huge trash file of things I've cut from my initial shitty draft. So sometimes I... I end up deleting more than half of what I've written. I call that the graveyard. I save it. You never know. There's still good ideas in there, but you have to be ruthless with your own writing. Sometimes you have to cut out what you love because it's just not working. Yeah, so I'll have a huge trash file. I will have what is like the working document and I'll go through maybe five revisions until I feel like I can show it to somebody. For students, what matters most, I would think, for that first revision is, are you meeting the objectives of the paper prompt? Get the paper prompt out, pull it up on your computer, and kind of do a checklist. Am I doing what the professor wants me to do?
0: I think that's a really good first step because I think that's one of the things that sometimes gets lost in writing. is like, hey, am I actually even doing this? But after that, so you're asking yourself, okay, am I actually doing this? The answer is yes. Are you just done? No, unfortunately not.
1: Then I usually read for coherence. So I know what I want to say and I had a really hard time with this when I was in college. I thought I was an awesome writer, but according to some of my professors, I was not. So I've learned to be a lot more deliberate with my organization and be a lot more concise and clear with my language. Come back and revise your thesis, I think is probably one of the next things to do. Once you've written the paper, what did you actually say in the paper? Go back and look at your thesis. Are you doing what you said you Mm -hmm. would do?
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really good, good thing to do is like go back and be like, what was my point? Is this still the point that I was am making? One of the activities I do for my students is I have this recording of me revising, like I screen captured myself revising. Oh, cool. Um, I like and that. I was working on one of my evaluations and it was really interesting to kind of like see what I was doing because I think a lot of students write in order. They do, like, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Intro, body paragraphs, blah blah blah. And you can see me just jumping up and starting in the beginning again, jumping up and starting in in the beginning yep. again. When I'm writing in my writing process, I leave myself a lot of notes, so there would be a lot of comments. Some of them are me. And I'll, I'll be like, "Fix right, <laughs> right, like fix this." <laughs> yeah, like I swear at myself. It's really, it's really. Yeah. <laughs> I do too, but like yeah. I leave like just don't leave. Yeah, those I use there. the comment <laughs> feature to do that to kind of be like, "Fix this, damn it!" Like <laughs> whatever. And then a lot of times I'll press enter, 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 and rewrite a paragraph and then compare the two and pick my favorite. I like that. Yeah. For me, at least if I just read it, I don't process it as well as if I type it. If I just read it, I'm like, oh, this sounds good, I guess. But if I like actually rewrite it, it works better for me. Um, but I, you'll see me like in the video, I just kind of psycho jump around. Like it's a little bit insane because I'll just like oh, yeah. get tired of a paragraph and go read a different one and then I come bet. back.
1: Yeah, you're kind of unsnarling arguments and you're trying to make connections and, you know, apply Mm. theoretical evidence or whatever we're all trying to do, it can get complicated. So you can jump around to different points in the paper to what you actually feel like working on at the time. And I skip over adjectives a lot where I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time finding the right adjective.
0: Let me get the sentence down before I forget it. And then I'll just put like gibberish in there for the adjective. Yeah. And I'll leave notes and be like, talk about this later. Talk about about this later. This will go here. And that kind of stuff. The other thing that I know that I do is I, I reread it multiple times looking for different things. Exactly. That's what I do too. They say like your brain can't focus on both
1: the higher order and the lower order issues like typos and commas at the same time. You just can't.
0: Yeah, no, it's too, it's too much. So I'll read ones for like organization. I'll read again for ideas. I'll read like mm-hmm. over and over thinking about different things. So let's imagine you're a student. You are following the directions. What else should I change? Like these all sound like good things, but how do I know I should change something? It comes with more writing.
1: You get better with writing with more practice. Nobody's a natural born writer. I would say to have your computer read it to you, if you can, if you can do just like the, I know on Macs it's if you hit function twice, it'll read you what's on the screen or you you can read your own paper out loud and if you get caught up on a certain sentence um, you can usually have that as a note that there's something wrong with that sentence it has too many clauses or it's a uh, fragment or it's, it's just not coherent enough and I usually print out my papers because I'm not very good at catching mistakes on the screen so if I print it out I can see kind of the flow of the organization a lot better I can make sure my topic sentences are strong I make sure that my quotes aren't dangling at the end of paragraphs if I actually have a hard copy too.
0: Yeah, that's super, that's super, super smart. So the other thing, I do some activities to help myself with organization when I revise. I don't know if you do any. No, I want to hear them. Tell me. One thing that I do and I make students do is with that hard copy you talked about, I will take paragraphs or sections and cut them out and like lay them out like a puzzle and try to reorganize them.
1: Yeah, I definitely have done that before. I think that's an awesome idea. Mm Mm-hmm. I've only done
0: it with my own writing, though. I don't know why I didn't think to have students do that. Oh my that's gosh, I'll do it with students and have them actually flip and do each other's. And like, if you've written a strong paper with good transitions, they put it in the same order. And sometimes they'll present you with different orders, though. Like, they'll read it and be like, ooh, it logically makes sense like this.
1: Right, yeah. You trailed off on this idea. Or look, you're talking about, you know, consumerism in paragraphs nine and two. Yeah, Yeah. that's really smart.
0: Yeah or I'll do uh, the same kind of thing with like a like a reverse outline where like I'll make students write an outline as part of their revision process to like sort of yes. see hey, like, does this work? I'm sure you do both those things.
1: <laughs> I do, well, I do the reverse outline, but I feel like I need a different word other than outline. Cause I have so many students say, I don't write with outlines and I respect that.
0: I understand that. So I don't know, maybe I need like a reverse skeleton or some other word. I'll call it a reverse outline. You'd be like, good. You didn't use it to write it. Now write one. <laughs> like, true, that's true. I like that. Cause that's, <laughs> I mean, I, the only reason I do that is because that's what I used to do as a student. Like I sucked at outlines and I had a teacher who like, would assign outlines. So I would write the entire paper so I could write an outline. (laughs) Yeah. Outlines are very useful because I'm
1: not like you. I'm kind of the opposite where it's like, I'll have some general bullet points and then I'll find myself on a tangent about a totally different topic. So yeah, I, I need outlines, but.
0: And I think the other thing we're both hinting at is like one of the ways to know what to revise is like, let other people read the drafts, right? Definitely. And it, It's hard. I
1: know that we have you all do peer review, but if you have someone else in in your life that you trust, by all means, let your paper rest for a little bit and give it to somebody else to read. Katie and I have to do this. We have to give it to other people in our community, our colleagues, and getting other eyes on the paper is incredible because they see things you don't see. They make connections you hadn't noticed. They'll tell you where they lose the train of thought, like, wait, this is a little bit awkward. What did you mean by using this quote here? You didn't explain it. And it's not personal.
0: Yeah, because we have all have those moments where it like makes sense in our brain, but it may not make sense. Mm-hmm. In the paper.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, but that's what creative writers do. They sit around in a workshop and
0: they workshop each
1: other's pieces every week. So it's the only way that people get better as writers.
0: I just recorded an episode today where I was talking to Erin from the Writing Center, and we were talking about that too. Just like it doesn't mean you're a bad writer if you have other people read it. Oh no. And I think a lot of students think that like asking for help or asking for other people to read it means they're a bad writer. Like it makes you a good writer. We do it all the time you oh need yeah to ask for help from an instructor from writing center you can take stuff to our office hours and we will it for you mm-hmm. and we will give you feedback and tell you what you need to revise yeah even if it's just a paragraph or a
1: thesis statement or you know two paragraphs anything you know professors are always happy to look at it and i think it helps also to have students maybe explain out loud what the purpose of their paper is even if Maybe you have to explain it to your best friend. Don't tell them what the paper prompt is, but be like, here's my paper. These are the main points I'm making. And this is the argument. Do you see that coming
0: through or not? I also like, I think that like reading it and asking like intention and being aware of your choices helps you like asking yourself, why did I put this here? And if the answer is like, I don't know, it's just when I thought of it, like, that's not a good enough answer, right? We have to like think about it and make intentional choices in our writing. And revision is the time where we like interrogate those. For sure.
1: Yeah. And so much of it happens while you're actually writing. You can throw out articles that actually aren't that meaningful to you because your paper is taken a different direction. And I'm sure students are listening to this thinking, oh, wouldn't that be great if I had time to do all that? But we're really hoping that you guys aren't writing these papers the night before because it's not going to be a great paper. The only way you're going to have a good paper is if you're able to revise and you're only able to revise if you start at least a few days ahead of time.
0: And I know for some students, like we mentioned, you know, we I mentioned my paper graveyards. You call them your trash pile where like, yes. you put out <laughs> pieces of your paper. That is really painful sometimes, right? It is. Yeah. You're like, look at that beautiful sentence. Eh, mm-hmm. But if I'm to the if I'm to the word count, I'm not going to cut anything out. Right, right. What is your advice to that student who's made it to the word count so of course isn't going to revise in a way that means that their paper's shorter? They still have to prove whatever they're trying to prove in their paper. They, you know, it's
1: especially these papers are fairly short. Three to four pages, seven to eight is not that long. So you have to make every word count. Yeah, I think some students are better than others with the word count and then lock the paper off. Some students find that they have a lot to say, which is really exciting if hopefully you stumble upon a topic that you're interested in. so. Ideally, you could write a little bit
0: more. But if then at some point there's parts that don't feel like it's connected, you might have to lose those. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to get you a better grade just because they're there. You have to have really
1: compelling evidence and, you know, forceful argumentation and beautifully crafted sentences to get you that best grade yeah
0: yeah and (laughs) I'm like I want to like interrogate your like beautifully crafted sentences I'm just like (laughs) be clear like don't feel like I sometimes I worry like statements like that like make students feel like oh my god my sentences aren't beautiful enough like you know they don't have to be lofty and academic I'm definitely
1: not saying that I I more than anything want students to find their own voice however their voice sounds in their writing and it takes a while because we all try to imitate people that have come before us or books we've read and what we think academic writing sounds like. We all do it. A beautiful sentence doesn't have to be challenging or difficult or use gigantic words. I just want it to be concise and clear and have your opinion stated. So
0: you want that voice. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I love that. And it's something you learn in time, right? Like it's not something you're not gonna wake up and be like, oh, I can revise now. My papers are all beautiful. Mm. We are still learning to be better writers. All of your instructors are still learning new things, trying new things, and changing what they do right like absolutely yes I picked up some very bad habits in grad school having to write too many
1: papers in too short of time Mm. so yeah I'm trying to take my own advice often like what would I tell a student to do with this ugly draft that she has in front of her well just sit down like Stephen King says put your butt in the chair and just start tackling it
0: any other last
1: like revision tips I would say we're I mean like you were saying we're coming from a place of understanding because we all have to revise our own writing that's why we know all these little hints and have read the books from other authors because we all struggle with it probably for eternity but the more you do it the less painful it becomes Mm -hmm. most of the time (laughs) most of the time yeah
0: Sometimes it's so paper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, I feel like that is a lot about revision. Again, if you need help revising, like talk to a writing center tutor, talk to your instructor. There are ways that your paper can improve and, and it's okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, you don't have to know what you are saying. You can be like, well, I feel like this is the direction and I saw this cool article over here and I wanted to say something about what's going on locally. If you have those three pieces, we can talk through it with you at the writing center in office hours or on Skype or whatever people are here
0: to help you. I
1: think that's like yes, one of my definitely. main themes
0: of all these episodes. Yeah, yeah, we love doing it. I think that's good. This is the Writability Podcast. I'm Katie Bavarian. This was Monica Urban. Our email addresses are in the directory at COS. Also, I keep forgetting to say this, but if you have any questions that you want answered on this podcast, you can email me, kdb at cos.edu. I will make sure, if I get student emails telling me to talk about something, I will talk about that thing. Like, I promise. <laughs> I can now subscribe to this podcast on like at a podcast app. So do that too. It's called Writability. Bye guys. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Monica. I forgot
1: to thank you. I keep forgetting to thank people. It's fine.